0: Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick brings us the final session of the five-part Living the Dream series, Dreams are God's seeds that are intended to change the way we think and remove boundaries from our lives. God is a dream giver, men are dream stealers, and Satan is the dream killer. In this series, you will learn how to recognize a God-given dream, the steps necessary to fulfill it, and four tests you must pass before your dream can become reality. This series was taught at the Victory Worship Center in Carragut, Tennessee as part of the Recharge Conference where Gary Miracle is the pastor. On this broadcast, Brother Rick begins Session 5, entitled, The Palace Test. After reviewing previous sessions, he brings us the three Ps that we will have to deal with. Then he reads his text taken from Genesis chapter 41, verses 33 through 40. And now, here's Brother Rick.
1: Living the dream, and God has been dealing with me about it. In fact, He's not just been dealing with me about it. I'm living the dream. God has called Debbie and I out to walk by faith and live what he's called us to do. And though it's been kind of nerve-wracking for a 53-year-old to jump out by faith and see if you can walk on water, it's been the most exciting time of my life. I've seen more this last month and got more revelation, and I don't know why I didn't get out of the boat earlier. Amen? How many of you know that God is a dream giver? And dreams are God's seed's that he plants in your spirit, and he plants them there that he may, number one, change the way you think. How many of you know some of us are victims of stinking thinking? Yeah, you got to change your mind. The word repentance, we have misunderstood. It means a change of mind that changes the course direction. You know, a lot of people think repentance is forgiveness. How many of you know you can ask forgiveness a thousand times, never change anything? When we was kids, we used to have his prayer. Mom and Dad beat us deaf. They heard us pray it, but it was just a joke, kind of. But it said, Lord, have mercy on my soul. How many watermelons have I stole? Two last night and two before. And I'm going back tonight to steal four more. How many of you know some people are getting forgiveness, but they're not changing nothing? Rep? <laughs> I shouldn't teach this stuff to young people. I'm telling you, I know, <laughs> I know already somebody's in trouble, but... How many of you know sometimes we ask forgiveness, but we don't change? God put the dream in us to change the way we think. Second reason God put the dream in you is to take the limits off your life. All of us buck against our limits. How many know that's true? We all know our weaknesses, Lord have mercy. But how many of you don't know his strength? You all know your limits. How many of you realize he's limitless? And the Bible says about the children of Israel, they limited the Holy One. The only limits God has is those you inflict on him. I should have got a better amen than that. I said the only limits God has is the ones you inflict on him. He's a limitless God. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. And so we've been dealing with dreams. And and the other night I began this series by talking about what will become of your dream. This was a question that was asked by Joseph's brothers. Let's put him in a pit. Let's kill him. And then we'll see what will become. Of his dream did you know the world is looking at what will become of your dream are you hearing me and because dreams are God-given they'll be devil tested how many of you know new level new devil every time God moves you to a different level you're going to experience testing and I got some news for you not all the test is from the devil God will allow you go through times of testing why To prove your weakness? No, no, no. Just the opposite. To prove your strength. If you're a creator, you create something, you test it for strength, not for weakness. That you may promote it to others. you getting the message. God allows you to go through testing that he may promote you to a different level. Now, we talked about some of the tests, and that's what I've been teaching this week. First, I talked about the pit test, where God deals with your pride. Because how many ever know when God gives you a vision, if you ain't real careful, you get all puffed up like you come up with it? Yeah, yeah, you get all big-headed. Think you're all that in a bag of chips. God has to let you go by the pit. And we talked about the reason for the pit. Because the ultimate reason for the pit is to strip you of earthly favor that you may walk in heavenly favor. And pride often comes from earthly favor. Because people will puff you up. How many knows that's true? Well, they'll tell you how good you are. If you ain't careful, you'll believe it. That's when you get in trouble, when you get to believe it. Yeah, I am all that. Yeah. I mean, those pride has to be dealt with before you can go the next step. And we talked about the Potiphar test where God deals with your purity. And I talked about how God's not looking for perfection. God's looking for purity. Doesn't matter to me what vessel I drink out of as long as it's cockroach-free. Purity matters to God, not perfection. How many of you know you're a marred vessel? Amen. But God said, the pure in heart, they shall see God. In other words, they shall experience God's intervention in their life. And then we talked about last night the prison test of pardon. How many of you know God will call you, cause you to forgive? He'll bring you to that point. Sometimes it's like Joseph, you got to hang around the dungeon a while to get there. But God will bring you to a place that you can forgive those that put you in prison. And Joseph learned to pardon from a prison cell how ironic and here's what I said last night your character is chiseled through adversity and God will use people to chisel your character and you're not through with the test until you can forgive the tools he used to shape you amen you got to get the place where you can let them go uh people tell me all the time brother Rick I, I'm going through something somebody hurt me I know you don't know what I'm going through huh I've had people tell me everything, call me everything. I've had them to proclaim my death. I'm like Mark Twain. The rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Many times people told me I did dead and gone history. God had never used my life. And did you know I've lived long enough that now I've become their success story? I had a guy that took license from me years ago. When I belonged to an organization, told me my ministry was over and would never amount to a hill of beans. I'm kind of mischievous. How many of you picked up on that? At that moment, I asked him, Now, let me ask you a question. He said, What? I said, Did Apostle Paul carry credentials with y'all? He said, Don't be foolish. I said, You either. Because the point I want to make is, You don't determine the limits of my ministry. That might be a God thing, just a chance. Just a thought. That might belong to the hands of God. Did you know I lived long enough If that, that same man told my dad-in-law a year ago that if he didn't do anything but launch me, that was his words, <clears throat> into full-time ministry and see my impact around the world, he felt like he'd done something for the king. How many of you know the same people kick you out later on will say I was the one? I was the one that made him what he was. People are fickle. Just thought I'd help you there. You don't have to write that down because you'll get that many times. You'll learn that lesson. But anyway, open your Bibles to Genesis 41. I want to talk to you a little bit about the final test. How many of you know the final exam is the one that's going to get you? (laughs) When I was in school, I never even got serious until I got to the final exam. All through the year, I played, and then they would tell me, Rick, you need so many points, or else you're going to be here with me next year. That's when I get real serious. Well, the test I want to talk about today is a palace test. And though you've made it through the pit and Potiphar's in prison, when you get to the palace is where the danger really starts. Because when you get to living your dream, that's when you can run your dream into a ditch. Just like that. And I want to talk about the palace test today. And I want to talk, talk about three Ps that you're going to have to deal with. And I'm going to give them to you right up front. Number one, position. Number two, Power. Number three, prosperity. Can you say those three words with me? Position, power, prosperity. Let's read this story, and we'll begin reading with verse 33. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look for a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up a fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years and let them gather all the food of of those good years to come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the city. And the food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good. Everybody say good. In the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to the servant, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed you these things, there is none as discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house according unto thy word. Shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne room will I be greater than thou. Let's pray. Father, this morning I pray for your anointing to rest upon me as I share what you've laid on my heart. And God, as we live the dream, Lord, and you bring us into our dream and, even as Pastor Ronnie was talking this morning about living the dream of what he thought about, waited on and prepared for it, and was diligent in it for years of faithfulness, Lord. Now that we're in the dream, let us carry out the dream for your glory, for the advancement of your kingdom, for we ask it in the name of Jesus. And everyone in agreement together said, Amen. The palace test is the final test, and may I add, it's the test that determines whether you go back to the pit. This cycle can't start all over again. Did you know that? You can end up where you started. And those things that God brings you to, He can bring you down from them just as well as He brought you up. How I many knows that's true? And what you got to understand is we determine that by the way we handle a dream once we come into it. There's a statement attributed to Abraham Lincoln, who was raised in poverty. And Lincoln said in his years of success after many attempts in which he failed when you read the life of Abraham Lincoln he had more failures than he had successes but he said this if you think poverty tests the character of a man you ought to try power how many of you know when you come into power you can begin to see what a person's really like I used to work in a factory Fisher Price Toy Company drove a forklift there for 15 years And they could take a pretty decent old guy and raise him up to a group leader and give him a quarter an hour and create a green-eyed monster his mother couldn't love with a quarter. They could make a monster for a quarter. I've had people tell me money corrupts people. No, money exposes the corruption that was hid when they were broke. When you bring people to power, position, and prosperity, you start realizing what's really in the heart of that person. Because it will come flowing out in that time. See, let me share something with you. All of us have witnessed the tragedy of those that were promoted before their development. Boy, what a fearful thing. I pray that prayer a lot. Lord, don't let me ever be promoted before my development. Because I don't want to just get there, Brother Bo, I want to stay there. I want to fulfill what he called me to do for his glory. I don't want to just arrive. (laughs) I don't want to just impress. I want to impact. And if we're unable to do that, if we fall in that time, we're going to hurt a whole lot more people than we ever dreamed about hurting. See, how a person comes to prominence is equal of importance to why they came to prominence. It's not just getting there. It's how did you get there? What areas did God bring you by on your way?
0: Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page, or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.